Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we're joined by teaching pastor Tammy Melchin as we continue the series, Pray Like This. For more information, please visit us at communitychristian.org. Also, if you need prayer, we invite you to text PRAY to 630-793-6399. Our prayer team is standing by and ready to pray for you. Remember, you can always find us online at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. My name is Ted Canaris, and I serve as the community pastor at our Downers Grove location. I am so glad that you're joining us today for Community Online. I hope that you're gonna open up your heart today to what God might wanna speak to you in these next few moments. I really believe that he has something for you. So for those of you who are new or maybe joining us for the first time, let me say welcome to you. Whether you're here in Chicago or somewhere around the country or all around the world, we're so glad that you found us online. Today, we're continuing in our series, Pray Like This. During this series, we're learning how to pray by digging into the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. So far, we've learned the prayer of adoration, which is coming to the Father to give him praise and to give him thanks. And last week, we learned about the prayer of intercession, where we come to the Father to ask for the needs of others. So let's join teaching pastor Tammy Melchin to learn about a third form of prayer, the prayer of petition. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us, and lead us not, not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, kingdom and the power and the, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Hello, community. I am so glad to be with you today. I really believe wherever you are that God wants to draw near to you today with his reassuring presence. After all, this season has been challenging, hasn't it? My guess is all of us are missing things from our normal everyday way of life. Uh, For example, how many of you are missing going to your favorite restaurant? Even if you've been ordering carryout from your local establishments, it's not the same, is it? It's not the same as going and sitting down and enjoying your favorite meal. In fact, if you could go out tonight to any restaurant, where would you go? Go ahead and, and write that in the chat. Let's make each other a little bit hungry right now. I think we're all missing our favorite restaurants, but but have you ever gone up to a restaurant and looked at the menu posted outside and realized that it wasn't for you? Not because you wouldn't like the food, but, but because it's way out of your price range. I actually came across an article about some restaurants that I would definitely have to pass by. Uh, For example, uh, in the Capital Dog in Sacramento, you can get this. This is called the Ultra Dog, and it's this souped-up hot dog that sells for just $145.49. That's even more expensive than a hot dog at Wrigley Field. Or if you're staying at the Weston Inn in New York City, you can get this bagel topped with white truffle cream cheese and gold flakes for just $1,000. But if that's not enough to tempt your palate, At the Fence Gate Inn in Britain, you can get this Wagyu meat pie for just $16,000. Now, if that seems a little pricey, don't worry. You can get just a slice for (laughs) $2,000. Well, now that I've made us hungry for food that, that we can't afford, let's get to the big idea of today's message. 
Today, we're talking about the line in the Lord's Prayer where Jesus tells us to pray for food. Now, mind you, not a $1,000 bagel or $2,000 slice of pie, but he tells us to pray for our daily bread. Now, for some of us, I think this line in the prayer doesn't hold a lot of meaning. Uh, we might even skip over it. After all, it doesn't seem like we, we have to rely on God for something as simple as daily bread. We look to God for the, the big things in life, right? The, the stuff that we can't take care of on our own. But I think for others of us, this season has made this prayer more real to us than ever. During this time when, when so many people are struggling with a, a loss of income or, or more limited access to food, this line in the prayer, praying for daily bread, might seem more relevant to our lives than, than ever before. But here's the thing. Whatever your situation, however you're feeling today, what I hope we come to see is that every single one of us needs this line in the prayer, maybe more than ever. We are continuing in our series, Pray Like This, where we've been learning about how Jesus responded to his disciples when they came and they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. You see, the disciples saw something in Jesus' prayer life that, that they wanted. He wasn't just reciting these memorized words. He, he had an intimacy with the Father that they longed to experience. And so they asked him to teach them to pray. I mean, there's a lot of things in life that, that we have to learn, aren't there? I mean, think back to when you were just a kid. You had to learn to tie your shoes. My guess is you probably learned from a parent or from an older brother and sister, and you watched them as they made the loop and wrapped it around and pulled it through. And then maybe you took a turn and you tried with, with maybe mom or dad holding one of the strings and helping you until eventually, like, bam, you could tie your own shoes. And, and my guess is all these years later, you are now a shoe tying expert. There are things in life that we just have to learn. And, and prayer is one of those things. And so Jesus taught his disciples to pray by giving them what we call the, the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father. And Christ followers have prayed this prayer for centuries ever since. In fact, wherever you are today, let's go ahead and pray this prayer out loud together. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Some things have to be learned. And like tying a shoe, there isn't just one step to the Lord's Prayer. In fact, each line in this prayer, it can teach us something about prayer. And so during this series, we've been learning about these different aspects of prayer. We've learned about the prayer of adoration. We've learned about the, the prayer of intercession. And today, we're going to learn about the prayer of petition. And it comes from this third line in the prayer. Give us today our daily bread. Now, when I say petition, I, I'm not about talking about asking people to, to sign a piece of paper to get your name on the ballot for junior class secretary. Okay, we talk about petition when it comes to prayer. It's about bringing our own needs and requests to the father. 
I mean, when we talked about intercession, that was about praying that God's kingdom would come in the lives of other people and other situations. But, but petition is about bringing our own desires to God, our own needs, our own wants to the Father. Now, my guess is sometimes we think that, that God only wants to hear about the, the big problems going on in our lives. My guess is most of us probably take those big things to him. But have you ever felt sheepish about bringing a small thing to God? Like maybe you shouldn't bother him with, with small things going on in life. I mean, after all, it can feel silly, maybe even selfish to pray for something like a, a good night's sleep or time to connect with a friend or, or energy to, to finish a project when, when you know that there are people in this world battling illnesses and, and systemic issues tearing our country apart. And of course, a, a pandemic wreaking havoc all across our world. And yet, in this line of the prayer, Jesus teaches us to pray for something as simple as daily bread. You see, our dependence on God, it's not meant to be just for the big things. Jesus tells us to, to pray for our daily needs to be met. Give us this day our daily bread. And why is it important for us to pray for these daily things? Well, I can think of a, a couple of reasons. Uh, the first reason is this, asking nurtures relationship. Asking nurtures relationship. I mean, think back to when you were a kid again. Uh, when you needed or wanted something, who did you go to? I mean, for most of us, that, that probably was a parent, right? Although if you were a really smart kid, you bypassed the parents and went right to the grandparents or that favorite aunt or uncle, right? I remember when my nephews were little. Uh, they live in Ohio, and my whole family is in Ohio. And whenever I would go to visit them, I would always set aside an afternoon and evening to spend some special, special time with each one of my nephews, just, just them and me. We would go to movies or, or maybe this little local kitty amusement park or Build-A-Bear in the mall. And I gotta tell you, if they asked me for popcorn or to ride the carousel one more time or for some silly little accessory to go with the stuffed giraffe we were making, you know what Aunt Tammy would say, right? Yes, <laughs> right? And I gotta tell you, nothing would melt my heart more then before an upcoming visit, when one of them would call me on the phone and say, hey, Aunt Tammy, when you're here next week, can we do that special time with just me and you again? <sighs> right? Now, I recognize that you can't always uh, say yes to everything a child requests. Unless you're Aunt Tammy, then the answer is always yes. <laughs> but you see, there's something relational going on just in the asking. And I want you to know this today. God is always interested in relationship. God is always interested in relationship, in relationship with you. We see this in the life of Jesus over and over and over again. I think of one instance when Jesus was walking from, from one place to the next, and there was this huge crowd that was just pressing in on him from every side. Luke, who writes the story, he tells us that, that there were so many people, they were almost crushing Jesus. But in the middle of this crowd, there was this, this woman, this woman who had suffered for 12 years from this constant bleeding that would not stop. 
In fact, in that culture, she was considered unclean. And according to the religious rules of the day, she should have stayed far away from everyone. But when she sees Jesus, she she feels like this is her, her last chance. This is her, her last hope. And so defying all the rules, she, she finds her way in this crowd and she maneuvers around until she gets just close enough to Jesus to reach out and touch the hem of his cloak. And when she does, she's instantly healed. But what I love in this story is Jesus's response. It's not enough to him that her prayer would just be anonymously answered. Instead, Luke tells us that Jesus stops And he says, who touched me? And when they all denied it, Peter said, master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. Can't you just see Peter like rolling his eyes? What do you mean who touched you? But Jesus said, no, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. And in the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. See, Jesus wanted to see this woman. He wanted to speak to this woman. He wanted to know this woman. It didn't matter all the reasons that that she had for, for staying away. What mattered is that she reached out to him with her need. See, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are taking a step towards the Father in relationship. And God is always interested in relationship. Asking nurtures relationship. But there's a second reason that I think this line in the prayer is important for us. And it's this. Asking acknowledges Dependence. Asking acknowledges dependence. You see, I think it's hard for us to depend on other people, isn't it? I mean, most of us don't like that because it leaves us feeling vulnerable. We don't like to depend on other people for what we need. But I think that's exactly why this line in the prayer is so important. So many of us in modern Western cultures, we live unaware of our daily dependence on God. I mean, sure, if there's a pop quiz and I haven't read the material, I can get dependent really quickly, right? Or or if I'm driving and I see those flashing lights behind me, I can get real dependent. Like, please, Lord, let it be someone else, please. But by and large, we live unaware of our dependence. You see, the truth is, for most Americans, our affluence often keeps us from recognizing our dependence. It's true, isn't it? And sometimes it's not until we find ourselves in these crisis moments, like this one we find ourselves in right now, that we become aware of our dependence. With lost incomes and and uncertain futures, many of us are, are experiencing the anxiety over our daily bread like we never have before. But even if you're someone who's not experiencing food insecurity right now, We can still all get consumed with anxiety about the future, can't we? I mean, even if you're you're not concerned right now about having enough food in your refrigerator right now, you can still find yourself full of anxiety about having enough in your 401k tomorrow. Can anyone relate? See, I think that's why this, this line in the prayer is for every one of us, because every single one of us needs to recognize our dependence on God. 
Now, this notion of, of praying for daily bread, it harks back to this Old Testament story where God fed his people in the wilderness with manna that only remained fresh for a day. Every day, the Israelites would wake up and they would come out and they would find this flakes of manna on the ground. And this is what their leader, Moses, instructed them. He said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some gathered little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. And then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. If they did keep it until the morning, it would spoil. Because God wanted this to be a daily exercise every day for the Israelites to wake up and recognize their dependence on God, to look to him for their daily bread. Friends, the truth is every provision we have, every good and perfect gift comes from the hand of our loving father. And when we pray, give us this day, our daily bread, it's not just a way for us to ask for those provisions. It's also a way for us to acknowledge, recognize our dependence on him. C.S. Lewis once said this, he said, relying on God has to begin all over again, every day, as if nothing had yet been done. Every day, asking God for our daily bread, it'll open our eyes to the ways that he is providing in this day. And as we begin to recognize that day after day, we will come to see God's faithfulness. And when we see that he's faithful today, we might even begin to trust him with our tomorrows. Still, I want to pause for a moment and speak to a reality that, that every one of us faces at some time or another in our lives. Sometimes we, we come to God with our requests and it seems he doesn't answer. And when that happens, it's, it's painful. It's confusing. I mean, we can be honest about that. I've certainly been there myself. And when it comes to the prayer petition, I, I don't want to give you this impression that all we have to do is come and ask God and boom, like Aunt Tammy at the concession stand, here comes the popcorn and the juji fruits, right? I mean, God is not a vending machine. We all know that prayer doesn't work like that. In fact, in, in scripture, we find that alongside these great declarations of faith, we also find these cries of agony over unanswered prayer. For example, David in the Psalms, he says, my God, I cry out to you by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Job in his suffering says, I cry out to you for help but you do not answer me. I stand up and you turn your attention against me. The, the biblical writers, they were honest about their struggle with, with unanswered prayer. And I think that we can be too. So today, I, I don't want to offer you any platitudes or, or simple sayings that, that try to explain away these hard realities of life. But what I will offer you this is this. God's Silence is not the same as his absence. God's silence is not the same as his absence. 
Even when it feels like God is not answering our prayers, even when it seems like he's gone silent, he has not abandoned you. He has promised that he will never leave you, that he will never forsake you. So when we find ourselves in this this place of unanswered prayer, perhaps rather than ask the question, why? We should ask the question, where? Where, God, can I find you in this? Where can I find you in this challenge? Where can I find you in this situation? You see, in asking this question, where? We take a step towards God in relationship. In asking this question, we acknowledge our dependence on him for his presence and his provision. So this week, I'd love to challenge all of us to pray this prayer of petition, to ask God for daily bread, to ask him for our daily needs. Now, don't misunderstand me. It is fine. It's good even to to continue to pray for the big things, the big problems in our lives. Like the woman who came to Jesus in her suffering, let's continue to ask God for miracles. But this week, I also want to challenge you to pray for the the small things, the incremental things, the daily provisions that we often all take for granted. For example, it's fine, it's good even, to pray for the eradication of this virus so that we can return to some kind of normalcy. I mean, that is a big thing, and let's pray in faith that God would answer. But this week, let's also pray for the small thing, Let's pray that that God would reveal himself in some small way so that we'd be aware of his presence. Let's let's ask him for a small blessing that'll remind us that he is providing for us. Let's ask him for a small encounter with another person that will help us feel like we're not so isolated. Or perhaps you're you're struggling in your marriage and, and, and you wanna pray for healing and restoration and reconciliation, and that's good, you should pray that. That's a big thing, and we pray in faith that God will answer. But this week, also pray for this small thing. Pray for a, a five-minute conversation with your spouse that is tension-free. Pray that God would, would give you the, the energy and the heart to do one small act of kindness towards your partner. And why pray for these small things? Well, author Pete Gregg offers this. He says, when you pray about the small things in life, you get to live with greater gratitude. If you only ever pray about the big, ugly, gnarly problems that seem onerous and serious enough to warrant divine intervention, you will only very occasionally experience miracles. But when you learn to pray about trivia, you start to notice how many minor miracles are scattered around in the course of an average day. And as we see God providing our daily bread, these small yet significant ways that he provides for us in an average day, our faith in him will begin to deepen. Our relationship with him will grow. And we might even recover the wide-eyed wonder of a child who wakes up every morning and says, God, can we spend that special time with just me and you again today. Give us this day our daily bread. It's a prayer that leads us to the heart of the Father, a Father who is always interested in relationship, a Father on whom we can always depend. So we're going to take some time to pause right now 
and to pray this prayer of petition. Here's what I'd like us to do. In a moment, I'm gonna pray for us. And then I want you to take just some moments and I want you to reflect on two questions that we're gonna, we're gonna give you here today. The first question is this, in what areas of my life have I stopped asking God for help? And the second question is, what are some examples of daily bread that I can be praying for today? What I wanna ask you to do in these moments is just honestly ask yourself these questions and pay attention to how God, through His Holy Spirit, speaks to your heart and your mind. And as He brings things to mind, pray about them. Bring them to the Father, whether they're big things or whether they're small things. Bring your request to the Father because He is with you right now, wherever you are, and He is listening. So let's bring Him our petitions. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your presence right now in every home, in every place, wherever people are joining together to listen to these words. Lord, I pray that you would make us aware of your presence right now. And in these moments, through your spirit, speak to us. Help us to get honest with you about the needs and the wants and the desires in our lives. And Lord, I thank you that you want us to draw near to you with them. And so we come to you right now in these moments with our petitions, with our requests, knowing that we are in the presence of a loving Father. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. And forgive us our debts. As we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. And lead us not into temptation. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. But deliver us from the evil one. But deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. For yours is the kingdom. For yours is the kingdom. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. 